Hi guys, it's me, Alex. I'm the host of the Alex Cast. There's certain things that I've shared with you over the years, certain trials, certain tribulations that I think might be helpful to some of you, well, ignorable to others. Some of those is my continued sense of somewhere to belong, somewhere to be needed. And that place is the standard. And you guys know that. But, you know, I think a lot of times you listen to the show and you go, Alex, you're just some fat guy in a basement, sitting alone, doing nothing. Well, I come from the darkness to talk to you, to say that there is, in fact, people that listen to this show, one of which is female. I like the standard because there's certain things that happen. There's daily specials. Wednesdays, dollar beer nights. You get hams for a dollar. Sundays, $2 microbrews. But, enough of that. I would like to point out that the standard exists in Portland, Oregon. It exists at number... 14 Northeast 22nd. No, that's right. It is 14 Northeast 22nd. Thank you, female that listens to my show. Very appreciated. You know, but this is a nationwide podcast, and, well, female that listens to my show, that's obviously girlfriend that we're just joking around trying to get her on the show, shoehorned, as I do with every episode, and all of you have noticed already, I wonder where you can find the standard on the internet. Facebook.com slash the standard PDX. Oh, wow. That's pretty goddamn good. Hmm. You know what, people? I just like to point out that this might be fucking adorable. So, enjoy it. Uh, please go to the standard. You know that's the bar I like. I would not even, I would talk about it if they weren't my, uh, my normal sponsor. I like them. I like the, uh, like the people there. I was drafted to being a regular. I've told the story. I've had many of the bartenders on. I've had many of the regulars on. And I want you guys to enjoy. So go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx at 14 Northeast 22nd in beautiful Northeast Portland. And that will be it. So enjoy. The communications just started getting slower and less specific. Everything became a lot more difficult, and we just couldn't understand each other. We'd have to work for hours to make the most simple communications possible. And we found we found a way to do it. We found a way to recharge our relationship, but frankly, frankly, it didn't work. And my USB port's dying. And even the powered USB that I plugged into it is dying. And it doesn't matter how much I try to re-energize. It's just not there anymore. It's just not there. And that's why I'm asking you guys, from the depths of my black, black dead soul, for money on <laughs> PayPal. So, guys, again, we dealt with this a little while ago when my mixer was dying, but, well, frankly, this one sucks a lot more, so I'm... Well, I need your help. If you listen to the show, um... My computer is very close to being dead. If my computer dies, the show will suffer immensely. I'm not saying I give up the show by any means. I will find a way because I do love you guys and I will keep up with this as much as I can. But right now I'm seriously fucked. Like I won't be able to do 
Skype guests anymore. Uh, there's a lot that will be going away if when this computer dies. So I just want you guys, if you can go to alexcast.com, there's a PayPal link there. Or you can send it directly to alexcast at gmail.com. Just go to PayPal and type that in. And I could really use a donation. And I know that I've said this on the show before and yap, yap, yap. But the fact is, this show does cost to put out. And I take that with grace and aplomb because... Well, frankly, it's fun, and I get to hang out with you guys on Twitter, and it's all good times. But I don't have money to buy a new computer. And it's not like one of those things where I don't have money to buy a new computer. Like, people say that, and they actually have, like, a credit card with, like, 12 bucks on it, and they're worried about having credit card debt. No. I literally have no ability. Like, I could give all the credit cards I have, I could hand to to a Best Buy employee, and they will be summarily cut in twain when when my request for buying a new computer was processed. So I'm asking you guys... Let's hook a brother up here. I've given you hours of entertainment, of mild amuse, of... I've talked for hours. You can't deny that one. I did the math the other day. There's eight full days of me talking available on the internet for you guys. Eight full fucking days. And uh, I'm just asking for help, guys. Just asking for help. And if you don't have money, I don't want your money. Like, you know, not like, oh, let me see if I can arrange some shit. I just mean... A lot of people got random PayPal money laying around, or if you happen to be, like, uh, one of the few people that listens that, like, got a little, you know, change to rub together, whatever that phrase is, uh, that'd be really good, because I'm not trying to be greedy or whatever, I just, I literally have no ability to get another computer at this moment, so it would help me out a lot, and it would keep the show the way that you like it, and, yeah, and if you're one of those people that love fame, I'll thank you publicly, constantly, every show if you want, you name the number of shows, you'd get me in a new computer, you could be the, the uh, secondary sponsor to the show, in fact, I can go tell the the standard, that's right, the standard, facebook.com slash the standard PDX, to go kick rocks because you, sir or madam, have given me enough money to buy a computer. So, God bless you. God bless America. Even though later in this very show, I don't really get that sentiment across so much. But anyway, my guest is Nate Brantley, and this episode starts with us midway through a conversation, and I hope that this makes any kind of sense to start it because I don't really remember when I hit record because I was otherwise occupied. I, there was a whole thing. I had like this. I mean, frankly, I was distracted. Very, very distracted. And I hope you guys are too. So I've been Alex. You guys have been the audience. Please go to alexcast.com, click the PayPal link, or use alexcast at gmail.com on PayPal. Or if you don't want any of that, just make sure to click the Amazon link before you buy stuff. But that's always good. But frankly, that's not going to get to me in time before this thing dies. So, uh, let's, let's see if we can get a couple of things going. And, um, yeah, there's that. So enjoy the episode. Uh, it was a good time. We said a lot of words in a row. We have opinions. It's beautiful. Good evening. It's the fucking worst when you're listening to a Skype interview where it's off a little bit. It's just fucking infuriating. Mm. Or like news from the Middle East. That half second is just miserable. That was, um, I was going nuts because that happened in my computer where uh, Netflix kept... It gets off a little bit. Oh, and it's... Jesus great, yeah. There's, like, there's I know n- it's white kid problem or the fucking phrases, but, like, there's there's nothing. I It makes me want to destroy things. That's fucking $311 per share Netflix. They yeah. get their shit together. Yeah. That's, that's how I look at it. I'm not, When it's a half second off, I just go into a rage. It just... It, it, it'll, it'll test you. Yeah, it's terrifically irritating, but... So it goes. Um, yeah. To my kid that's listening to this in 
2060 in a weird archive. Sorry for bitching about such a weird thing. Yes. To your kid that's listening to this in 2060, that bubbling noise was completely legal, assuming this podcast is taking place about 10 miles north. July 9. Is that yes. the new thing? Is 420 going to become 79? Yeah. Right Right now it's fucking 4279. It's 629 p.m. on 79. And I guess theoretically you're smoking legal uh, grass fed whatever whatever you have to say to make it not be litigious i don't uh, think it's a problem anywhere well we're in we're in oregon so it's it's up to be fully recreational here at some point yeah it's i've true. lived here for 27 years i've never yeah. felt like it was illegal once oh no i i don't care like i just meant like some people get weird when you say shit on microphones people get yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't give a fuck yeah i don't either so it all works out but i yeah. always I sorry to... so my, my parents know i'm not gonna let yeah. anybody down i mean I always just try to offer it up. I always just try to offer it up first to people that if like if they are one of those weird people, they're like, "No, yeah. you shouldn't text about it. They're gonna." It's like, dude, it if they're yeah. if they're looking at my texts, I'm fucked anyway. Like it's already over. Like there's yeah, no I heard that. Yeah, there's no there's no way out of this. Like what you're gonna find out like, oh shit, you know I I I'm kind of a pervert and you know yeah I recreationally do drugs. You know that already. So NSA, you can come now. <laughs> come and know? get me if they wanted to go through my computer or whatever i mean i'm sure they could build a worse case than yeah the, uh, yeah mean, my thing is i'd just be embarrassed by the amount of emoticons i use yeah come at you me bro, come at me bro yeah i know the nsa's just you know got me but who cares yeah i'm not gonna run for congress i swear too much no that's fine but elected. like i seriously use like little heart-shaped fucking emoticons sometimes and like <laughs> i can't i like i have to be a i have to be an adult male at some point in my life and, yeah. uh, you know, getting all lovey-dovey so, over, dude. you know, it's just. You can use emoticons until you're an old man and there's no expiration I, date on those. That's, you know, that's my technique. I'm, I'm new to this. So I, I feel like I'm kind of, uh, yeah. I'm kind of like diving in with both feet. Um, you know, kind of head first. Oh, by the way. Hey guys, it's me, Alex. <laughs> and I'm in studio with Nate. That's Nate. You probably would recognize his voice because he's been on twice. Uh, hi. Hey everybody. Now it's official. What's Welcome. going on, internet? Yeah, and I actually got to do the "Hey guys, it's me, Alex." So I feel uh, one of the patented Alex Cast seamless yeah. transition cuts. I um I forget to do it sometimes, and and I feel like I'm kind of I'm I'm ruining my brand. Yeah, you know the weird high pitched thing that I started to do for no good reason. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't talk like that for the rest of the show. But for some reason, I like saying hi that way. It uh. Definitely breaks the ice. It gets my attention with yeah. these headphones in. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, especially in studio, probably gets over my incredibly <laughs> powerful demeanor. You know, you're obviously yeah. like completely, like just, just like, oh, oh, you just want to drop to your knees and just yeah. be like, don't hurt me, sir. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, kiss the ring of the alpha male for sure. Exactly. Alpha male is the exact term that I like to use for myself. Yeah. You know, with these yeah. rippling triceps and, Traps that go on for miles. For real, yeah. I'm, just... I'm like a leggy dame, but with tra- trapezius muscles. <laughs> yeah, so when you go with the high pitch, it really lets yeah. me, as the beta, just feel comfortable and read yeah. your body language. And yeah, yeah I'm le- you know, I'm letting you know that I'm here with you. Like, I'm, I, yeah, I'm the leader of this pack, but you know what? I get the pack of my mind. Yeah. I am very clear on where I stand. Yeah. And I just kind of have a voice like a teenage lesbian, but. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all good. It so is, it is all good. Let us celebrate some things live on the air. Uh, so everybody that's not in this area of the world, Nate here lives in the wonderful state of Washington that he can 
purchase legal marijuana for recreational use. I guess so. That's guess pretty so. awesome. It's pretty sweet. You know, it's uh, our mayor just crumbled like a cheap tent and was out there at the ribbon cutting. And oh, really? He's all about it. Oh, oh that's yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. So, um, it's a big pro weed culture in Clark County. They grow a lot. They have yeah. for a long time, but. It's kind of cool to see people get their liberty to you know go and do as they please. I'm a big advocate of that. So yeah, I'm super yeah. excited by it. I like. Uh, I'm not a huge pot smoker, but I do use it pretty often, or you know whatever more more often than someone that doesn't ever. And uh, <laughs> I like because in in Oregon it's it's decriminalized, so it's like it's like a fine if we get caught. So like, I guess theoretically, I could just like not even theoretically, I can just go to Washington State, which is like right there, and buy a bunch of weed. And bring it back to Oregon, and as long as the feds yeah. don't catch me, I know a guy that'll yeah. get you half off though. All oh, right, really? it's ridiculous what oh. it costs at the store. Oh, all right. There was a guy today who was giving out samples and taking donations because, in protest of it being so expensive. Yeah. Well, here, let me let me give you a demonstration. Hold on one second. Um, I love these things. Uh, my friend gives them to me, and I use them for like meditation, and they're like kind of like taffy pot. I, I don't, thought it was bath salts. No, no, it's like it's pot. It's a pot taffy thing. Yeah, and I use it for meditation. I fucking love these things, and Those that's are dangerous. Oh no, they're so good. I see. I smokable pot gets me weird. This shit gets me to like some kind of like it's a totally space world yeah, it's where a totally different chemical reaction in your body. Yeah, it's totally different. Like I was one of those people that way I way more psychedelic, way yeah. more psychedelic. Like and I always did acid better than I could do mushrooms, and everybody's like, "No, acid's this hard thing." I'm like, "No, I don't know acid." I, I've never been my, into the acid my, world. My chemistry Not works yet. better with it, and my chemistry works better with this shit. That's why I was so excited when Washington opened because I'm like, "Oh, and yes, I can finally have recreational." As pot. soon as it's legal, then you have industrial production of it and the yeah. quality and the the control. I mean, I just recently have several friends that are in the industry, commercially growing, in different stages. It's interesting because you know the laws are changing so much and. You know, the, the line is really kind of gray in a lot of areas. And yeah. There's a lot of money in it. Well, so it's a, exactly. it's a shift of wealth of who's collecting, you know, that cash now. So, um, it's becoming a real industry. And when you see that, you see, you know, a higher level quality of the taffy or whatever, yeah. whatever you get. The free market, I mean, ca- capitalists come out and, you know, whoever has the best taffy is going to be the one who owns the market. So there's, it's incentivized for, you know, people to go out there and make really good stuff. And now that it's legal, it's just going to boom. I mean, that's what's ultimately going to bring the federal case, I mean, to its knees. Cause yeah. if, if it was legal to the point where you could just pick up a six pack of, you know, sativa joints at the gas station, like cigarettes, and you just taxed it like cigarette. I mean, the tax roll would be enormous. It would just be enormous. So um, every Kmart that's vacant right now would be turned into a big yeah. warehouse. I mean, it's going to create jobs. People are g- clearly smoking it, whether it's legal or illegal. Well, I just read the thing in Colorado where... They're running out of weed? Yeah. My ass. My ass. Yeah. They say they're running out. That's... Oh, no. I meant the other way is that their crime rate's down like 40% this year. They, yeah. I think it's like... I forget what the number was, but like three hundred million dollars in, in in tax revenue. Like, Who knows what it's it ridiculous. Is. Like hand over fist, well, that they, state is doing well. I don't well. know if the banks are if they're being able to use the banks or not. Because I've heard both that they can't use the banking system, or they can use the banking system. I've heard both, and that the you know the operations need to be you know cash, which there's going to be a ton of skimming there, and there's going to be a ton of illegal activity that goes yeah. on with that. So who knows what the real numbers are? And I wish they would just really open it up and treat it like a real business because then it becomes legitimized. And, you know, 
banks are good things. You know, they're financial institution that creates jobs when you're, you know, sending legitimate business. You know, talk to the, uh, electricity company about what they think about people that grow marijuana. They're their best clients. Yeah, it's true. You know, $3,000 a month. They pay cash the first of every month. They're never late. And they never bother anybody. I mean, who do you think? Do you want, do you think they want to turn you in? No, there's a lot of money in the whole industry of growing it and manufacturing and distributing. And that's all just changing on who's making the money. It's not like it's a new business. It's just like they're changing and it's becoming legitimate. And that money is going to end up to go to finance schools and pay for police and pay for fire and pay for roads. I mean, I would much rather have it be in a controlled environment where people are, you know, doing it responsibly. And the money is going to building communities rather than going to drug lords and going to crooked cops and going to yeah. wherever it goes. Cause the system's broken right now. It's just, it's broken. So, you know, tug in cheek, it's funny that, you know, whatever, that the mayor was at the, you know, the ribbon cutting for free weed or legal weed. But at the same time, like a lot of people spent their whole lives, you know, with it being a big tool in their life that they love very much. And it's helped a lot of people and it's always been a fight. And they've dealt with a lot of bullshit for a lot of decades that yeah. never made any sense. And now it's finally coming around and the shift is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I hope it's the internet or whatever it is, but it's like the same thing with gay marriage. It's like, it just turned and all of a sudden, like it was totally widely, you know, accepted that well, we're think- going to be equal to everybody and we're not going to handle, you know, any intolerance. Well, I think it's, it's not so much that the change happened and there was a change, but it's more the, the coverage shifted because I, I, my whole life, I've always been pretty open about doing drugs, like to pretty much anybody that I'm talking to. And I've never met a person that hasn't done pot or if they haven't said, oh, I always wanted to try, yeah, but it was never in front of me. I know. No, few. but I mean, the numbers very were very small percentage. No, but the numbers though, were ridiculous. so greatly exaggerated that the marijuana is a thing that like everybody was involved in. But once the discussion got to the point that people can start going, yeah, of course I smoke pot. Everybody does. That's when the, and the same thing as gay marriage, like those numbers, like when they said like the gay population is like two, three percent, it's like, no, bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's like 10 or 12. Like it's whatever it is. Every group I've hung out with, there's no, it's, it's, there's probably 10 to 12%. That's just who even knows what sexuality they are. Or if it is consistently or it floats between the two or it's somewhere that you can't describe. Like there's such a broad spectrum out there that it's like to be intolerant of any of it. It's just so silly. Like, it's just so silly. Yeah. That's like, uh, Israel and Pakistan, or Israel and Palestine, and Pakistan and India. Oh, yeah, but don't get me started on most characters. Dude, it's so ridiculous. (laughs) Dude, and why do they, it's like, we get it. You hate each other. You've hated each other for so long. Like, what is it gonna take for them to come up with a solution that's nonviolent? Is there a way that they ever do it? You know, I don't get it, to tell you the truth. I literally, and I know this is really dumb of me because I know a shitload about ancient history and I know about their religions. I don't don't actually know ancient history, man. I mean, I care about the people that are living right now. What, how do they, how do we get them rights? How do we get them to stop dealing with this bullshit that goes back? To our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Or that is how we do it. We Christianize them. (laughs) So Christianize them and bring McDonald's to, to, to the Gaza Strip. Did you see the vice where they went and they showed all the people from the Bible belt that go out to Israel on these like huge trips and then they get, they, they, they donate a ton, uh, to like save themselves from the rapture. Like it's just. For real? It's incredible. Oh, that's man. fun. The I want to watch that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's in Vice this season. That show it just always blows my mind. I just sweat it so much and just yeah. always talking about it. But I love that shit. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just knowing that that broad spectrum is out there. It's yeah. you know, 
it is what it is. Oh, I didn't realize people were doing that. That's fun. I, I, one of my favorite things in, uh, not my favorite things in Israel, I've not been there, but there's a thing called Jerusalem syndrome where there's, I forget what it is, but it's something along the lines like 30 people a month when they visit the Holy Land start having visions and believe themselves to be like they were brought there for a reason yeah. and literally go fucking nuts and they have to be exp- like they have to be put on planes what? and shift back to whatever country they came from there's a there's an explanation for that psychological there has oh no no it is like what what are the what prophecy are they feeling in their mind like what something about them is broken yeah that they're, oh no they get better when they get back it's just one of these weird things where just people just like it's 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 like that thing where people go Oh, well, I get, I get so wild when I'm on tequila, where it's like this thing where just you want to turn your brain into, like, you've convinced yourself of something that this deep connection you're going to feel is going to be there. So when you show up, your brain just kind of goes like, whoa, oh, Jehovah, now I get it. And <laughs> next thing you know, you're fucking Indiana Jones. I hope Jones. that happens to me so bad at some point in my life. I would love that shit. I would yeah. love it. I'm going to go all in. If it happens, I'm going to follow it. But yeah, I don't know. So I've been warned a few times that I shouldn't be near anything that'd be called a compound because I'm I'm like really close You're to being all in. yeah I'm really close to like the reports being later them I, talking about like where they found the bodies you know I wore a solid red shirt today because I was yeah. going to wear a solid black shirt and I was like I bet Alex probably be wearing a solid black shirt yeah, and then we're just going <laughs> to be good, in bet. a commune yeah. in the basement just yeah. recording this new world order bullshit yeah that's not bullshit you know sometimes you know you have to hear the words of prophecy you know I just, I'm, I'm, I'm so speaking with curious them. I'm so curious who listens to this weird people <laughs> they're all fucking weird it's, tweet me at yeah. nate brantley if you listen to this i love the internet tweet yeah. me hit me with a favorite please do yeah do whatever i i'm super curious to see oh, who's know, out there actually you reminded me let me um i got a fun i occasionally get random emails from people and it's not super often general. has anybody ever emailed about me uh just pissed no i, I curse a lot i'm gonna so. try to dial it back internet well for my show, it's, I mean, the, I know. my last episode, I had a guy that ate his own ear on and he showed his dick while on the show. So it's not, you yeah. know, it's, but, um, it's all relative, I guess. Yeah. I, this dude just wrote, um, uh, hello, Alex. I just started listening to your show on Stitcher. I like your style and we're looking forward to the next show. How long have you been to the other arts? I used to listen to a podcast by a person by the name Ariel, a witchy show. I figured you might enjoy it. I feel your pain when famous folks don't respond to uh, outstretched hands. There's no knowing what it's like on their end. You might try Joey Diaz. He keeps his emails in check. Just keep on keeping on. I hope you have a blessed week. Namaste, my friend. And that's from Lucranio, which I don't know how to say your name. Sorry. But I love that shit. Like, I'm a weirdo fucking podcast guy that's talking about occultism. And then just some sweet listener writes in. is like, wow, you know, hey, thanks for... if one person gives yeah. a shit, then it's worth it. Well, they say, I guess you know. So the on the Twitter side of it, it's yeah, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of people that will. I mean, there's yeah. thousands of views. People are listening to it. Somebody's yeah. out there. Some. I mean, unless no, you're down of... here on repeat, just letting it go all day. <laughs> no, there's a uh, people are listening to the, it. So who a bunch is of it? Them, it's just stop lurking. I think Come, I'm... stop lurking. The Alex Cast. Yeah community is lurking yeah please do come stop on doing that come out and and support your boy send him yeah. a tweet i've met i've met a few over the years you've got it's just lurkers weird. for sure that no. you know they'll favorite some shit and you're like i know you're listening to this but you just never respond to anything I put out. <laughs> no i know <laughs> it's it's so it's like an awkward i mean it's fun but it's really frustrating sometimes because like you should just I'm talk shit at the fucking him. wall no yeah. i've done it before i've yelled at the audience many times yeah but uh it's yeah, it's, normally you just go go after the only people that support you it's a good strategy yeah. Just well, the, out. the problem is, no, I don't anymore, but the problem is they don't, like, they're, they show up really excited, like, they'll go through these months where they'll be, like, the one listener that's, like, really into me, or, like, three at the same time, and 
That has you know, to be weird. And yeah, I mean, I'm kind of used to it at this point because I get where they're coming from. I like podcasts too. And it's not like they're like idolizing or doing like a, you know, it's just they're trying to yeah. interact. But then it's like you watch them as they're like, oh, I've run out of shit to ask you. Like, and you just got to watch as like the novelty wears off. And it's like, I know they're still listening because every now and again, I'll see them show back up. But it was like, it's such a weird thing where it's like I you're still, overwhelmed versus. I still hit the download even if I can't listen to everyone. I'm trying to boost your numbers up. I know. I appreciate that. That's what I tell everybody. Just fucking yeah, I, download, like, download like the show. Give it a rating yeah. and subscribe. On everything. Fucking what is it costing you? Yeah. Stitcher especially because yeah. I'm like I'm like a quarter step away from actually being popular on Stitcher. Yeah? Like I'm, yeah, I've been in the top. Like I'm, Let's I'm always, do this. Let's break through yeah. at the Alex cast. Let's stop fucking around, people. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Like I'm always in the top, uh, like nine, eight hundred for like all That's of Stitcher. That's bullshit. You're a top yeah. 600 podcast but, for sure, buddy. This Alex Dome yeah. down here. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, let's do it. Let's get you to the 500. Like top 80 or so, so. How do we do it? Let's, let's. I don't know. We just need people to listen on Stitcher and leave, uh, leave reviews and download and all that good stuff. All right. Right. That's what everybody, I mean, whatever, not to go that way, but no, it is weird because I think a lot Just of the audience begging is. For your, for your attention. Yeah. I think a lot of the audience is, is people like me. It's just these basement dwellers that like are into weird shit, you know? So it's, you find yourself interacting with a lot of people like you. So it's not like I can blame them, you know? It's, it's not like I can go, oh, hey, other Alex, uh, how, how dare you be awkward in a basement? How dare you be kind of doughy and be <laughs> into strange over intellectual shit? I, I shun thee. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about that though on the way over here. Like, who's out there that's gonna put this on in their car? Cause I'm always listening to like, yeah. I'm working and listening to podcasts all day long, so I listen to all sorts of random stuff. Yeah. So somebody out there is working, filing papers. All right, let's. Uh, Zacharyawatha, please uh, send a tweet to at Nate Brantley. Um, please who, confirm that this is yeah. not a sim- who, who maybe do, this is a simulation who else do I know listen uh, Mateo please at Nate Brantley just a, a bunch of dudes yeah just um, well no there are there are some female listeners um, I know one at least no uh, I know a few yeah. I know a few yeah. I, I got some messages after the last one. Oh, did you no oh that sucks <laughs> but feel free yeah. Direct message is open. I won't put you on blast. Yeah. It can be our secret. Yeah. At, at Nate Brantley. Not, not the yeah. one I'm talking about, but all the other ones, uh, are, are just, you're, you're all at, at Nate Brantley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. What's been on your mind? It's been a little bit since we've had a conversation. Uh, well, let's see. I didn't really show prep. I'll be honest with you. Uh, what has been on my mind? Wait. Oh, wait. There was something I wanted to mention. Fuck me. Oh. Oh, pox and bother, because that's how people talk. Um, Let's just see how much dead air we can fill. I'm no. Not, I'm not saving you. No. Oh. Yep. There was something that showed up on the news that I wanted to talk about, because it was strange. Uh, it sounded like some shit that I'd be mad about. No, I don't know. It just... Help me. Help me. I can't just hit up Google News. What do you mean? How am I going to... Yeah, no, what I just... news I, story I did you listen to? I can't... Okay, fuck that. It'll there's come... There's been some good ones. Yeah, I mean, no. there's some wars going on. There's some pot being legalized. No, it was it was a oh yeah. Um, what's her face is having no, a baby just, with it, what's his face? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even if you're making that up. I wouldn't know their names anyway. Um, this this abortion uh, uh health rights women's contraception. Oh, right? that company. Yeah, I'm very confused by this. Man, just fucking. I don't know what they're. Yeah, it's like Hobby Lobby, right? Hobby Lobby. Okay, so. I don't get, uh, here's one thing is, this, I'm very dumb and I, I, well, let's face it, I have testicles, so I, I don't know a lot of this stuff. Well, I didn't know health coverage ca- covered, uh, uh. That's new with Obamacare. Oh, okay. See, I was not aware of As that. As it should be. And cho- it no, should be available. It's science that helps our society have safe, controlled sex. 
it should be provided for. No, but is Viagra still, I mean, is that, or is that somebody making a joke that <laughs> this know. Hobby Maybe. Lobby thing doesn't apply to Viagra? I don't know. Well, apparently they own stock in some companies that completely contradict their stance. So they're clearly okay profiting off yeah. of immoral things in their mind, but they don't want to have to pay for it. So they use the guise of religious protection to say that this is yeah. not something that they want to pay for. But it's not their place to say that they can or can't. And they got shut down and they have to, they have to do it. I mean, I believe. I believe no, they didn't so. get shut down. It passed. Did it go the other way? Yeah, it went the other way. No, they now companies can claim re- religious exemption. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, oh God, what, I didn't follow it that close, and now it's really depressing. Yeah, no, it's really because that's why a, I kind of black myself out of the news every once in a while. I didn't mean to read it. it I gets hate this depressing. shit. Like I, know. like I read the news regularly, and it's just like, man, there is nothing in here that has any sense of hope. <laughs> like it's all just drama. Somebody's having a baby with somebody else. Like that's like the number one. Like, yeah. If somebody is top 100 famous and is having a baby, it'll outrank like 98% of news. Yeah. <laughs> it's just always number two. It's like, what? Who gives a shit? I do enjoy those I stories. I don't even care because... my, when my own family, like extended yeah. members, are pregnant. It's like, cool. I mean, that's what people do. I find those people stories fuck. kind of gratifying because I I'm don't... just totally burying myself. In I don't know um, anybody's name. So it makes me, I actually feel I'm like, I feel it. like I'm winning. So it's like, X da 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 is married to da da da, and I'm like, I don't know which one of them is famous. And then yeah. I get the look, I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about this, and I really feel like I'm living my life right. The less celebrities I recognize by name, yeah, and it's I kind of it's like gratifying. So as much as yes, I'm kind of dancing in the ashes of some kind of genocide that's going on in some country I don't know the name of, but I don't know the name of whoever that rapper guy is that got in trouble for the whatnot. I'm so bad with pop culture, like I found the Black Keys like a year ago, and I told my cousin, I was like, man, this band is really good, like. You know, I like some of their songs. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if they're very big. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like, they've won, like, multiple Yeah, I even, I even know who they are. That's, like, that's a bad like one. Like, they yeah. were massive. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, they've had, like, 15 albums. Yeah. And, like, they've been winning Grammys for the last, like, five years. And I heard them, like, this small little band, they, they yeah. have some songs that are decent. And then it was just, like, they got super played out. Yeah. Really quick. And then no, I've I, thought about them since. I do, I do tend the to. The cycle like, of how it goes. I do tend to like them, but I also realized that the, the Black Keys were one of those bands that when I heard it, I thought it was a new White Stripes. And, uh, not a new, like a new band. I mean, literally a new song by the band, the White Stripes yeah. or Jack White solo. And then I found out that I like the Black, Black Keys to a, a poppy rock level, but not a, you know, not a connected to them level. But yeah, they were yeah. super famous. Like, I don't know fuck all about, I listen, about like, modern music. And they, I know that. I've been listening for the last like two weeks to Pearl Jam, Pandora, and Bob Marley Pandora just off and on. I've not heard of either of these bands. <laughs> I just <laughs> listen to shit that's 20 years old. So yeah. I never know the new stuff that's up, but there's not a whole lot that you're missing. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the last modern or like. What was the last CD that you purchased? No, I mean I listen to a lot of people that that still put out music. I'm trying to think of, like even buying it on iTunes. What was the last thing that you? Now bought? by buying it on iTunes, like you can pay, we, like, can we put, like an artist made a, a music album and you paid American currency for it. Uh, well, I mean that would be like 2001 when BitTorrent first started. So you haven't Napster. you haven't paid for music in 10 years, 15 years. Um, I. Not anything that I don't know the people in. If it's like a, if it's a local act yeah. or somebody that's like independent, I pay for it. But for the most part, no. They're saying that movie theaters are down twenty percent this year, and they think yeah. it's because of Netflix and 
people are just at home now. People have big ass TVs and they have on yeah, demand. They don't need to go to the movie theater anymore. There's no good movies. All the good stuff's on HBO and Netflix. And yeah, people are watching it at home. But it's also it, that was a, that was an unwinnable situation. Just the, a the, huge shift. Well, all that media. But the cost just, of movie theaters has always been ridiculous. It shouldn't have been like they make all their money yeah. on concessions, and once you outprice that. It's pointless. It's just one of those. It's like comedy clubs. So, uh, they don't make their money off the comedians. They make the money off of off of buying buying yeah. drinks. Uh, movie theaters make. I think I forget what it is, but it's something like ninety percent of their profits are concession. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with. I the heard about this sold. movie theater yeah. in Seattle that will give you like a pillow and a blanket, which is just disgusting, if you ask me. That's really stupid, right? Twenty six dollars a person for the ticket to go. It's like a comfortable yeah. movie theater where you get like a laid out. Get the fuck out of here. That's, um, $26 a ticket is the whitest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, that yeah. is so stupid. Like, there's no way I would pay $26 to own a movie on Blu-ray. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. $26 is steep for a Blu-ray. And you're trying to say to go on a date is going to cost $100 to sleep under this blanket. Yeah. Why are they going that route? They need to go the other route. If people aren't going, they got to make it cheap. They got to start slashing prices so people go in there. If movies were cheap, I'd go see more stuff. Yeah, that's why I like the, um, I mean, th- there's a bunch of them in Portland do it, but the, um, what's that, what's that, uh, the, the chain that's out of Austin? God. Um, Century? Regal? No, no, no. It's like a, it started, uh, the, it's like one, one, it started as one theater in Austin, um, or in Texas, at least, it was the, and then it became kind of the hip thing to do. Now there's a chain of them around there. There's one in Vancouver that started in Vancouver that's called Cenotopia. That's really good, but it's, no, it's no, this is like a too. no, no, this is like a like a locally thing. It's um, hold on, um, Austin. Uh, like I'll pay extra for the quality, and movie. if it's twenty one plus, and you're gonna serve me drinks, but sixteen dollars for a picture of Paps Blue Ridge at the Alamo Ridge? Draft House. That's in Texas. Yeah. But it's well, it started in Texas, so it's like and now this, it's out here. Uh, I don't know if it's out here, but I know I know they've gotten to New York at this point, oh, and so they um, the other way. they might be out of here too. But like what they do is kind of the McMinniman style or whatever, where it's you know you can drink beer, have food while watching movies, and it's generally you know two month old movies like the McMinniman thing, where it's yeah. you can watch two month old movies, have a pitcher of beer, and it's like you know ten bucks or whatever. And I like that because it's they can make their money off of like concessions, quote unquote. Yeah. Air quotes on a podcast is always the best thing ever. I have <laughs> like a multi-thousand dollar entertainment system that I've spent like years assembling and building and getting like perfect. So now it's awesome to watch movies there. Mm. So it's like I don't need to go see a two-month-old movie at the movie theater. Like I, there's very few movies that are so exciting that I want to go see in the theater. Anyways, I wish there were more that I get excited yeah. about. But the reality is, it's like I'll catch that in rental. Yeah. Not on, on demand, which is like $8 to buy a movie on demand. Like, God, the business model, it just has to be, has to, has to go. Comcast has to get with it. They're yeah. just so big. They have to get with it. They can't charge $9 for a. Is that what it costs? <laughs> like nine yeah. bucks for an HD movie rental on, on demand. Again, I, it's, I bit tore it. You know, it's, I don't, I don't fucking yeah. pay for shit. Shout out to yeah. the Pirate Bay. You know, it's, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of thieving from artists. You know, that's not my thing. Like I write books and, you know, I do the podcast, not like I've ever charged for the podcast uh, yet, but, um, I'm fine with stealing, uh, on, on, from, on that level. Cause the amount of money that's being generated versus the art put out, you know, I can kind of deal with that, but I can't, I can't do $15 for a download or at least I think that's what, there's some movie that Amazon had that I wanted to watch and it had just come out and it was like 15 bucks and I just, 
That's it's fucking just, absurd to, to keep, be like. You have to keep value but in the mind. But the file's when right there. When I you're could fighting, just steal when it. you're fighting against you know more convenient distribution that's free for a higher quality file that has no advertisement yeah. in BitTorrent, and that's a viable alternative for your community or your audience. That's one alternative for them. And then your other one is that you're going to price gouge them. Yeah. You got to go the other way. Make things, you know, if new movies on demand are $1.99 or $2.99, they will sell so many more and they'll actually capture the business rather than outpricing themselves from 90% of the audience. I mean, I'm sure they know what they're doing. They probably have smarter business people than I do figuring out why... You know, maybe for a family, they'll pay $9 for Frozen when it first comes out so their kids can watch it a million times. But, like, Netflix is, what, they just raised their price to $8 a month? It's like there's so much stuff on there that you would never possibly watch everything on there. There's a lot of crap on there yeah. as well. But that fight for media and, like, BitTorrent is super easy to go on and get any file that you want. It's like I have uh, a cable subscription. And I DVR Parts Unknown, that Anthony Bourdain show. And then yeah. I also get on BitTorrent because it's like I just want to have it if I'm like on a plane. So yeah. I just told – I just fuck my credibility for the rest of forever on this podcast. I'm just going for it. Well, yeah. Commit, no, committing crimes left and right. It's fine. I, I, I've committed too. I haven't paid for a movie and I've probably paid for seven movies since BitTorrent came out. I don't pay for music. I steal all my books. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I buy uh, books cause then I can, you know, show off to people and make them think that I actually read a lot of books. Oh uh, yeah. I just, I just, I just steal Kindle yeah. copies cause I read a lot of books and like, I just don't want to have bookshelves anymore. You know, it's. Oh, that's yeah. the opposite. Uh, you read for knowledge. I read for show. Oh. Uh, I, I only buy books that make me look smart. Yeah. I don't, I try not to do that because then people start like you know, having conversations about the book and then it turns, cause here's the oh, thing I'll is just lie about it. Yeah. I can sound smart until you actually know the thing I'm talking about. I just deflect back and let them talk. Oh, see, that's smart. What I do is, uh, I just, I just know a bunch of really obscure stuff. So it's really unlikely anybody's going to call me to task. Yeah. Then you just somehow change the subject. Yeah, exactly. Like so, you know, as long as I don't read books that everybody else does, I can sound really smart, you know, yeah. just like just dropping some names from ancient history. And yeah. then if I'm, if I'm around a historian, they're just, no, that's not even that's not right at all. Like what it's you a just numbers you just game. Made that if you up. say it with yeah. confidence, and people will believe yeah. most of what you say, and there's not going to be somebody around to correct you most of the time. Yeah, just shoot from the hip. That's why. That's why I'm a real advocate of like that. You know, the, the picking up chicks thing, like the you know that like the game. But for me, it's uh, for the, shock, uh, the shotgun approach. Yeah, no, for no, for, for me, it's uh, talking to nerdy guys, uh, overweight nerdy guys. Is that's my thing. So <laughs> what I do is I just, you know, I just pretend to know all it's, and then, you know, just kind of, that's my game. It's like, yeah, what's up? Like, you want, you want to talk about, you know, uh, the, the, the Oracle at Delphi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got to put your, your special kind of bait on the hook for yeah. whatever you're trying to catch. Yeah. And mine's just conversations. <laughs> but, uh, let's see how, how obscure you'll get right off the jump and I'll make assessments from there. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to do. And it's also fun when people catch you, like not catch you in the, um, in the act of being overly, you know, that way, but when they realize you're doing it and they start going back, cause there, there can be this kind of dialogue that happens where it's two people that know surface level nonsense in the obscurica. And then going back and forth, just throwing surface level obscurica back and forth. It becomes like, it must be what it's like to know about a sport where you can be like, oh yeah, Steve Carlton in 87. Duh. I'm the guy <laughs> kind of in my friend group of friends that's known to say an inappropriate thing from time to time. No. And what a lot of people don't understand, especially really uptight people that I tend to not get along with, 
is I'll say some shit just to see what you can handle. Yeah. Just kind of trolling in a way. Like, at a certain point, you gotta be, there's a certain, like, reaction that you get from people, like, if you're being ridiculous. So if I can tell that somebody's really uptight, like, oh, well, intentionally, I can't help it. But I'll say some, I'll say something inflammatory around them just to kind of gauge where I'm at and I can't help it. But it's just one of those things everybody has, like, their bait to kind of yeah. test, test people, I guess, or to, to see, Everybody, you're always trying to figure out, you know, who who your real friends are and who, you know, when you're in a social environment and you don't know people very well. I always like to see what, what people are going to react to just because that's gets me going. Fun. Yeah. My, the only one I really kind of fall on that, it's not like I do it, I mean, I kind of do it purposefully, but I will try to say something insulting about a religion just to see because that's the that one can that, go either way real yeah. quick. Because well, it gives me a good, it gives me a good gauge because one is that they get pissed because of, them being part of that religion, if they're like, you know, a dogmatic follower or something, I just go, well, cool. Hey, we got, I know how to deal with you now. You're not an open thinker. All right, cool. <laughs> you know, and then if it goes the other way, if it goes like the, well, Richard Dawkins, and then like, it's like, oh, you're going to be really boring too. Okay, That's such gotcha. A, I know, yeah. but by automatically thinking like, oh, they're going to be closed minded, closed minded of us as people that think differently than them. Yeah. We just need to accept all their fucking crazy shit. Yeah. So, I have a friend who, was Mormon and then left the Mormon church and it took like two years and then two years later went back to the Mormon church. Really? Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. No, that's all. That's a really interesting religion to me. No, no offense to any LDS people out there. I have a lot of good friends that are LDS, but it's just a really interesting religion to me. Yeah. I, it's the fundamentalist stuff aside. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's founded by a, a con man. I mean, it's not, that's not me being, uh, inflammatory, like he's literally was kicked out of multiple states. Honestly, my favorite people to do business with. Mormon people are really? straight up. They're earnest. Like they don't BS around. They're clear about what they want. They like doing business with family. Like yeah, I have a lot of really good clients that I love working with. I will in that case. I won't shit on them, but no, go know, ahead yeah. because right, well, you I, 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 I had a, a relationship I was really close with as she was going through the process of leaving it and it was like the harassment that went on yeah and the fear and guilt that is like built in it's just like there's a lot of really good things about any religion but i hate anything that just builds walls between people and it builds fear and guilt for no reason it builds systems of guilt where you are constantly afraid of different things because you're separated from it and your people are afraid of what they don't know and the more things that you have blocking different people from interacting I don't know. It's I don't know if that's new world order thinking or whatever. Just boundaryless, yeah. you know, global humanism. But like, I love kids in Pakistan and Israel and Brazil and Russia and America all the same. I mean, they're all kids. People are shitty, you know, when they grow up. But they're products of their environment because there's a lot of really tough environments out there. But it doesn't mean that any of those kids should have any, you know, harder difficulty. Or to get through life. And it's not like it's a little bit skewed. It's massively skewed. So, I don't know. It's just to hate anybody that's going through their struggle. Because everybody all over the planet, it's like there's a minority it gets oppressed. The majority, yeah. when a, a, an oppressed minority claims power, then they go so far the other way that you get what happened in Iraq. Where you put in, you know, the suppressed minority you know, to run the country right now. And then the other way, it's going so far back, you know, that the Civil War is covering four countries. And yeah. it's just like, it's incredible because there's no real social system because it's all built on these walls that are imaginary. I mean, 
I don't understand. I, I, I have friends that are Muslim. Explain to me why in 2014 it matters if you're Sunni or Shia. Like, well, as a white male aged 18 through 40, I feel like I have a really firm grasp on this topic. <laughs> and, uh, I just, I just want to know. I feel like everybody struggled like me. And I, I posted on my Facebook page, well, Israel and Palestine, is there a solution that's nonviolent? Like, is there, yeah. just, does anybody have an idea? Like, just throwing it out there, does anybody have one solution that's viable that we can throw out there that's nonviolent? Cause everything else ends in violence. And then you know what I got on that post? A bunch of people saying, oh, it's in their blood. Like, there's nothing, bullshit, it's in their blood, man. Like, that's not in anybody's blood to want to put their children in danger to fight over the dirt they're living on. Yeah. And like at some point there has to be more that you're living for than that dirt or that difference between. Well, it's, you know, that, the, that, that the pro- thing. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like, but you're raised that you're raised that way to believe that that's your fundamental belief system. The so difference between it, yeah. Sunnis and Shias, it's been explained to me, goes back thousands of years of the line of inheritance of you know the religion split. Yeah. And where the heirs lie. Yeah. How the fuck does that apply to you in 2014 and your kids having a better life? Why are you focused about the past? Well, it's the words and the next prophet is the problem. So it's you know pretty intrinsic to their their belief system, their religious system. No, I'm not saying that's right. It's just I get how. But at what point? Know, at what point well, you're does that, that a, different become but you're less that, important? But you're saying that as a logical person outside of the situation. Yeah. You know, so if you're in that situation, you've got this that's visceral my, hate built into you. It's you know, it's like this fucking America's number one thing that we have, which we're statistically not number one in anything but you know prison terms. You know, it's we have no. I think I just quoted that from somebody that was on my show a couple weeks ago. So, oops. But um, it's. We're not number one in anything, but that's part of our makeup. We're the and number one in culture. We're the number one. How are we the in number influence. one in culture? We're absolutely, we, number, absolutely not. That's 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 uh, absurd. No, I, I, I no. believe I believe two billion Asians would would disagree with you on the number one in cultural influence in the world. You're saying that because we live in we live in this part of the Talking world, and that's what we're the, looking at. The level of media and and fame and and celebrity that to we us. export from this country. No, it's global. To, uh, I mean, no, it, it is global. It, but global. look, go to India and say that it's it's we're saying that because that's what we see. We're talking to yeah, other people no, that speak English. You know? ab- absolutely, yeah. but why are you know to say that we're not number one? You know. It's by statistics and saying, you know, by elementary math and the languages that our kids speak, you know, our currency is the most stable in the entire country or in the entire world. Our citizens, yeah, our citizens, right, our yeah. citizens are, for better or worse, are more protected and safer and have more freedoms than most of the countries. No, no, but not number one on freedoms. Or not number one in freedoms when you get into the, when you get into the minutia yeah. in, in the last six years. Have been. Well, it's more than that. I mean, this is from the eighties. Yeah. Well, from yeah. I mean, from the Patriot Act to yeah. accelerating through Obama's administration, liberty has been trampled for the last fifteen years. That's undeniable. I know. I'm pissed about it. I think we should start killing the people that are doing it. That's gonna get you on a list. <laughs> I know. But you know, it's... we're already on. I already, I already put us on there in the first five minutes, probably. Look, I'm an Obama, and you're a. I can't think of anything else that sounds like Shia. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, the opportunity is the American dream that's so close and that's we, that ideal is what we export and we export a lot of other negative collateral damage that goes with maintaining that position and maintaining the resource. But there's a lot of global benefit that goes from some of the things that we do. But the problem is, is that since, you know, the CIA overthrowing, you know, the Iran, the Shah of Iran 
we have 80 years of corruption, like 60 years, however many of clear corruption. Plus it, I mean, it's not new. It didn't start then, but it just got really accelerated. So now the people of America have gotten kind of lazy, you know, the multiple generation, they take it for granted, but that doesn't mean that the opportunity that we still, you know, we have doesn't make it. I think it's going to get reinvigorated at some point. I think we're going to hit a breakthrough with our economy where things get stable and we start creating jobs where people can go back. Because there's a lot of desperation right now, so it feels like America sucks. But not only we suck, we're just not number one. I'm I mean, just look, at, look at look at look at look at a country it, you know? like Spain that's beautiful. Yeah. If you wake up every morning in Spain as a you know free man or woman, and yeah. you go to sleep as a free man or woman every night, so your economy sucks, but you're in a beautiful part of the world. You know, at the end of the day, you know it's it your situation is what you make it, but they're under 30 is 50% unemployed. You yeah. know, their generation is going through a lot of really hard economic struggles that make what we're going through, you know, look really pathetic. That struggle is going to cause innovation. And we have, you know, we're going to have open borders in terms of, of information because that's what we're finding since the Patriot Act, what they're collecting information. The information is what's valuable and they're, they'll break down walls. I think they'll start opening immigration in the interest of, Knowing that A, they can't control it and that having the best minds to have, you know, students come here from India and study and then not give them a green card and tell them to you know, go somewhere else is just absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. I mean, we should be hiring all the best talent regardless of skin color, regardless of sex, regardless of sexuality. That's what the new American dream is going to be about. And that's where we're going. That's what's close. That's why it's, it's a tough fight. Like, you know, net neutrality and having open internet and having, the goodness of humanity police itself because in in a mob we're terrible but one of the things that the internet provides is a lot of different perspective and sometimes a conversation yeah. about it but this is the only explanation that i have for why 60 year old men that are super conservative that watched you know bill o'reilly for a decade are okay with gay people getting married now because there's just been a shift in consciousness yeah. And that's beautiful because that's, I, in my, in my life, I've never seen something like that change so quickly. I would say, again, I think it's a shift of awareness of the other side. It's the same thing as people wanting to follow things. So if it becomes popular enough. I think you, a big, I think a big part of it was, um, Cam and the guy from Modern Family. A lot of older generation, they fell in love with these I, two gay so you, guys yeah, on yeah, Modern I, Family. They're yeah. just super relatable, awesome, lovable gay people. And it, when you, when I'm you, guessing that's a TV show. Yeah, it's like uh, one of the yeah, most popular TV yeah, shows yeah, on TV. It's, Black it's on ABC, yeah. like primetime <laughs> on their best night. Yeah, Blackies. I don't, yeah. I've, you'll, you'll yeah. notice the antenna on my roof. Yeah, it's yeah, like okay. in season, I think it's in season five or six, but yeah. the two main characters, the modern family, it's like the old dude's married to this hot Colombian chick and then, uh, who has, he's an old conservative guy who has a son who's gay and he's married to this like super flamboyant, big, like, bear of a guy uh, and it's just like they it's one of the first shows where they kind of just treat them like normal people like they're part of the family and they're super lovable i think getting the average family to be comfortable with that and yeah. seeing it because two guys kissing on you know a clip of the news of like some you know anti-gay protest or whatever that they're covering that doesn't get the message across of equality what gets the message across is when normal people you know, or, or straight people that have been afraid of it, they see it and they realize, oh, like, it's just people that are in love. Yeah. Like, and they, and it, there's a context where it's like, oh, like, or they realize, you know, their son comes out or their daughter comes out and they realize that the love, you know, carries over yeah. that. 
That's why I was bothered by, not bothered by, but I always thought the, um, the Pride Parade in New York was always like a really, I always felt like they were kind of against message. Like, it's, if you're, if your idea is for acceptance, and I'm certainly not trying to tell you to like, you know, I, I, I do believe in that let your freak flag fly sort of thing, but if you're trying to actually get laws enacted, being in a leather thong, um, you know, dancing to I'm Every Woman, isn't gonna get you know conservative America on your side. And yeah, and I'm not saying. I mean, you should be in a thong dancing to uh, "I'm Every Woman." That's 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 your right as an American, and I stand behind you. Uh, but you, literally, no one else said it. But <laughs> you, it's just if you're trying to get a law enacted, it's 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 best to you know maybe have a nice uh, have your parade be a little bit more like it's gay hard. families walking it's with hard, you know holding I feel hands. Like, and, I feel. You know, I totally agree, and I also understand the other side of, like, they haven't earned the right to make you be anything that you're not. Like, oh, no, just, absolutely. I'm not saying so, be. I'm just saying. So it's, so it's tough because it's like you want to be, be relatable to yeah. the other side so that you can kind of bridge the gap. Because that's all yeah. it is. is when, when, you know, a 40-year-old or 50-year-old, like a conservative older person who has a 12-year-old kid sees, you know, sexual uh you know pride parade or whatever and there's a dude a gay dude in a leather thong they think like they get scared that it's going to be their kid you know those old conservative guys because yeah. they don't have context of it wasn't okay why like it wasn't widely accepted to you know be out like that until very recently where it's like oh it's our mentality in portland has always been really open which is one of the reasons i've always loved portland that's becoming the mainstream uh, mine now, I feel, um, yeah. through the well, internet. We voted down gay marriage when we had the chance. Yeah. yeah. It's, that was fucking embarrassing. Yeah. I don't know what, there's probably a social explanation for who's voting and. Well, everybody whatever. that's not on the I-5 corridor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. true. Maybe it's just us in this area, but I feel yeah. like the collective consciousness has just become more tolerant and more open as it should. Yeah. Cause it's just like, you realize the more the, the thing that did it for me is the more we, we understand about the universe, the size of the universe, and just the depth of what we don't know. The fact that we would have any type of social argument or opposition to two guys being in love with each other, like what? Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's, just it's so... absurd on a fundamental level. It's it it is, and that's my jaw dropping idiocy. It's uh, jaw dropping, yeah. and all of the social opinion about it i mean there's a ton of people get people to agree about climate change i mean yeah. people want to have an opinion about it most people haven't spent the time to educate themselves it was invented about it. by the liberals it's really fucking obvious dude there's a lot yeah. of people that that think... no i know I've, I've actually had these conversations that, not to interrupt you but like no i literally i'd never thought i'd be in a position where i had to like i'm not a, like i like science quite a bit i know a fair amount but i'm not johnny's science flag waver yeah. but i've had to sit there and talk like like you don't understand, like cl- climate change isn't arguable. Like it's there's I don't mountains, it, reservoirs yeah, of data. It's impossible. It's not. Get, it's not a position that yeah. you can just say doesn't exist. It's one of those. Well, no, because God said so. Cycle. Things, you know? The cycles of of everything in space change. The atmosphere is going to continue to change. Yeah. There's been catastrophic events that are going to continue to happen and wipe out species. And you know the length of the human species is a lot older than you think it is. It's hundreds of thousands of years old at a minimum. Of you're talking to the point where if you leave a car out, the Randolph Carlson was talking on, or Randall Carlson was on the Joe Rogan experience, and it changed like my perception of time and how you think about how old the human species is. When you know there's these huge catastrophic catastrophic events that you know mile high sheets of ice that scrape 
you know, whole continents dry. Yeah. You know, if, there could very well have been a society that is as advanced as ours is right now. And one of those events hit them and nothing is left. So that we, we have, you know, there's artifacts that go back, what, 12,000, 14,000 years old now that they found that, you know, it's kind of like the rough start. Uh, if they were building that shit 14,000 years ago, they built up to that. Yeah. And, so that's what's left is like that stone. There's no metal or anything like that. He said that a uh, a car now left alone for ten thousand years would rust away to nothing. Begun- yeah, if there's a really and it's it was a the special effects are terrible, but there was a fun documentary done by I'm gonna say Discovery or one of those one of those channels that, that used to be a little bit more legitimate called Life After People, and it went through and showed like well, all right, what's ten years? Right, every per- every human is off the world instantaneously. What, what does the world look like in 10 years, 50 years, 100 years? And like Manhattan is, you can't find evidence of a culture there in, I think it's like less than a thousand years. Like it's, it's just, it just, things fall on itself. Metal doesn't last. Everything crumbles in on itself and it, you wouldn't even know that there was ever a Manhattan. It'd be. Yeah, it just crumbles away. Yeah. And it's, and it crumbles really quickly. So and when you're, yeah. so when you're talking about, the universe being at least 14.6 or 14.8 billion years, whatever it is. Something in that range. And they think that the Earth is 4 billion years old and that humans are roughly 180,000 or 200,000 years in roughly the same form. Yeah, Homo sapiens sapiens are, yeah, 60,000. Homo so, sapiens is 200,000. And but don't yeah, listen to yeah. me. I'm a, I don't know shit. Well, no, I'm, I'm making this, the, they call it the antediluvian. Those cult, are, yeah. those are roughly, those are roughly the ballpark numbers. Yeah. So if a car completely decomposes to nothing in 10,000 years and you're talking about, you know, uh, intellectual capacity that's close to what we have for 200,000 years. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that there were whole civilizations that were wiped out in events that we have no history of. Yeah. And to, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's what happened. Nobody knows. We we can't travel in time. Nobody knows. There's a fair amount of evidence for it. It's the antediluvian culture. It's the pre-Ice Age thing. And there's actually quite a bit of evidence now that you can see remnants of it. You can trace it, like, linguistically. You can look at I think the thought of even identifying the time that we are we don't know what we are where we are yeah in the scope of the universe we don't know the size of the universe we the numbers change but their best guesses i mean they're you, you start getting into you know dating things out to 14.6 billion years there's there will be advances in technology that are going to tell us that some of this information is dated and wrong and things will continue to be discovered and rules will be written and rewritten and rewritten and when you think about the size and scope of the enormity of how many stars are just in our galaxy alone and how many other galaxies are observable, I mean, you start getting into the, the fact, like, how resilient is life on planet Earth? I mean, it's, un, it's incredible. Like, the fight that all life from bacteria to every type of organism, the natural inclination of it to survive and thrive and adapt is so powerful and driven that why wouldn't that same spirit, like that same energy that's driving us for whatever reason, uh, whoever, for whatever reason, I feel like it's really undeniable to to say or to argue the fact that life wants to adapt and survive. Yeah. So there might not be organic life as we know it in in the solar, in, you know, our galaxy or whatever. That doesn't mean that there's not, life fighting to survive 
in other spaces of the universe yeah. that are living in an environment that we can't comprehend. And I'm not saying that that's, that's fact or not fact, but it's definitely true that we, we're not certain, we're not certain either way. So. Well, mathematically, you can actually, this thing called Drake's equation, where mathematically it is, it's certain that there is life in the universe outside of ours. Like, it has just, to be. Well, I mean, the, the way the math works out, it's, I mean, it's not, when you say certain, it's weird, but like the ma- it's, Drake's equation takes the known size of the universe multiplied by the amount of galaxies visible, multiplied by the amount of planets, multiplied by the likelihood of carbon combining in what way, and does all this complex math, and it ends up being like, not even just that it's likely, like that it's and they need like a, exponent like billions upon billions of other worlds have some form of life and they need to apply Moore's law to that whole logic because until we find out either way we're going to continue to develop the technology to find out and that technology is going to get fast get better faster and faster and faster we'll know more about the universe in the next 10 years than we learned in the last 10 yeah you know there's um you know telescopes that are recording more information every day than that's ever existed it's like every four days it, it creates more data than the history of the data that we've recorded in the history of the universe yeah, yeah. crazy numbers like that so that's going to continue to to grow exponentially as well and we're going to have more and more discoveries we have so many limitations just in terms of like the logistics of traveling that far in terms of space that it's going to need to take some huge evolution in terms of our knowledge or whatever it may be, but I'm so curious about just all the possibilities. And I, it drives me crazy when people make a decision one way or the other. That's not, I don't know. Yeah. Cause people hate to just admit that they don't know. And everybody has a theory that they want to root for or whatever. Like we were having a conversation with this girl who's super earthy and just like all that energy and vibes and, would always get in these weird conversations with her and just kind of trolling. I threw out like, you know, what if there's a alien species that's just right outside our planet that's embargoing us, that has technology that's so far advanced that we can't detect them. But the reason why we haven't found any other life is because they're keeping us like, you know, that's actually a theory. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, a theory. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. and I, I was familiar. I mean, that's oh, okay, I, I wasn't sure if you just pulled that out of your no, ass. No, Cause no. it's like, no, that actually is a one that those fucking some people believe in. No, I can't <laughs> claim that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I threw it out to her and clearly she was familiar with it as yeah. well. But the certainty of belief, she was like, this is true. This is what's happening. And the, just how irrational it is to be committed to a belief like that. That's just one yeah. option on it. It's, I don't know, there's something that translate that irrational decision making translates to religion to me, organized religion, where yeah. there is th- these predetermined rules that are creating these constructs for you to live within that divide in certain ways. And the number one thing that determines what religion you are is where you're born. Yeah, I know. It's a rule followers. It's people so that why like, is yeah. it not based off of truth? To me, that was my first, my, that was my first rational argument against religion when i was like 12 well but you'd have to define truth first yeah i mean i mean not to get you not to get uh, absolutely that's could be that wasn't here, that but, wasn't no that wasn't yeah. my argument when i yeah. was 12 my, yeah. uh, super basic i was just yeah. like why why is it that people are willing to to die for something they think is true that's based only off of where they're born yeah and if they're born in areas where another group of people came to exploit and brought their religion with, 
and then you're born there, and then sometimes yeah. there's pockets of it being spread around. But if where you're born is determining the religion, rather than just the global truth of whatever life is, and you, you know, you have a million ways to find, to fit in, that's why there's a bunch of different religions, I guess. But even that would lend to argue, you know, if there's just a ton of different religions, wouldn't it be evenly spread apart if people are making this, the decision rationally to believe what they actually believe rather than well, just no, follow no. what their dad believed well no no but you're not making the decision rationally especially the beliefs you're born in but that's same as like dying for it is it's the same argument for military service it's you're dying for a belief you're sacrificing yourself you're literally performing an occult ritual you're sacrificing yourself for your country i'm dying for my yeah. country that sentence doesn't make sense now yeah. we've all heard it i'm gonna die for my country that's not a logical state that doesn't make your heart stopping does nothing for your country. There's no correlation. Yeah. All that does is lower the temperature of your body and then well, microbes start taking it, it over. Used to. That's no, it never way. did though. You have to think about it. It never did. Your death didn't. Maybe you killing somebody else and winning the war does, but you saying I'm dying for my country. All that does is make you feel better because you're dying for something. But when you dying. say your country, you're talking about your children and your friends' children and the people that you're in your community. Think yeah. about Braveheart. You know, you, no, you're, no, you're, Braveheart, you're, you're, he's, he literally can kill the guy that raped his wife on their wedding night. I'm talking about. No, 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 no. You're, you're talking about the second half of Braveheart. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the intro, the first half of yeah, Braveheart yeah. when they're facing attack and he's just like, I gotta go to, I gotta get my sword to start fighting these other guys because these other guys are trying to kill my kids. Yeah, and, no, no, that's one and thing. And you band yeah. together with the people that you're close to, but it's so crazy because it's, as you go through time and as you zoom out, you realize that the differences that they're fighting over could have been mitigated and negotiated in a smarter way. And that's where I feel like we need to be as a people that we need, we just need to be at the point where we can communicate solutions that are nonviolent. Yeah. Cause when you start talking about groups of people that are into the millions or hundreds of millions or billions of people and you're trying to negotiate a, you know, a treaty or some type of agreement between Pakistan and India where they hate each other to the core. Doing it with violence is going to always perpetuate it. And that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, statism exists and, you know, the military industrial complex is real in India as well. I mean, they yeah. need to spend money on that stuff as well. And it fuels their economy and everybody's, you know, addicted to the money that comes with being at war all the time. But that's the facade of, our money and our, our economy is that so much of it is based off of perpetual warring, which is going to have to stop at some point for us to advance as a society. Like it just has to have, maybe we're close, you know, but it feels like we need some, some pretty fundamental changes in yeah. the way that things are done. But that's what I was just cycling back to you saying for the referencing truth is that so dying for your country in the military industrial complex we live in right now, you're dying for money. Yeah. Like there's not, this it's is undeniable. Yeah. There's no, like there's, there's not one. I don't know that there is a just war, but that, that's, that's dozens of books have been written on the subject. Well, like dozens here, of men here's smarter how you than can, me. Here's but, how you can figure out if it's real or not. Put it through a filter. Look how many armed conflicts there are going on in the, in the globe right now. Yeah. There's armed conflict going on all over the place. Why do we have contractors and drone support and, aircraft carriers mobilizing to stop ISIS in Iraq. 
because there's really valuable oil lines that come through Iraq. That's why we've been there for 15 years. That's the only reason why you know where Iraq is as a country. It's because we've been fighting for their oil for 60 years. Yeah. I mean... I'm going to guess. But I just... Not it was broken up. Those countries, what we defend and who, who is, whose problem was dictated through the resolution of World War II. Yeah. What assets belonged to Russia and the former Soviet Union, who belonged to the United States, and Britain just got the Strait of Gibraltar and they had some connection in the Suez Canal for a while because they just needed to protect their interests going to India, their trade from India through the Suez Canal, through the Rock of Gibraltar, Strait of Gibraltar, yeah. to England. That's and all they wanted. They didn't want any influence in the middle. And God bless them. Winston, Winston, Winston Churchill said that like he realized that the, the cost of bringing the Americans in to the war to help them wasn't what it cost during the war, but it was the price of the world after the war because we dictated really favorable terms with power politics Starting from when, I mean, really, in my opinion, when it happened was when FDR died and it just totally went downhill in terms of Truman being the worst president by far we've ever had, in my opinion. He openly dropped N-bombs. I hate saying that, but I'm not going to say it. Just two white guys in a basement. Um, you don't want to say Neutron? <laughs> yeah. He was a negative Nancy. Um, thought about Asians as dogs and fleas and just didn't treat them, didn't even view them as people. We had pounded and bombed all of Japan into submission for a, a very long time and had been stealing cables for six months of them trying to negotiate a, a forfeiture of the war and to end the war. They wanted to seize for six months while we continued to bomb them and then still made the decision to drop the bombs on two cities that we had left untouched intentionally yeah. to leave, to, to prove to the rest of the world, like, this is how shit's going to go down from now on. And it's why the Cold War started is because as soon as that happened, we started turning the same power politics on Russia and it, it look what it's gotten us. Look what it's gotten us. Like, it has, it, it has totally ruined the legitimacy of the Russian government in terms of corruption, uh, the USSR, I mean, it's, it's a part of culture and life. I mean, this is how it goes. I mean, the Sochi Olympics deny that somehow, argue against that. That's not corrupt, which is kind of why people like Putin. Cause I think a lot of Americans want Obama to be like Putin where he just doesn't give a fuck and he just goes out blazing. There is a certain, there is it's a certain kind of an American, it's an American yeah, it thing is, what he's kinda, doing. It's kind of Teddy Roosevelt. Like it's very kind of rough rider. Like, yeah. fuck you. Like the meme is he's riding a bear while like, you know, tackling. I think shark, really conservative know? people, they see that and they think that's what we need to be doing. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we should at a certain point. Who knows? It's so complicated. That's why when you start talking about it, there's, it's just like peeling layers back on the onion. There's just always one more thing to complicate the solution yeah. of why something won't work or It whatever. did get us to the moon, though. Project Paperclip, when we took all the physicists <laughs> out of Germany. Yeah. That got us to the fucking moon. So you gotta, you gotta love that shit. I mean, why is there <laughs> not more funding towards these? Re I mean, I'm sure that there's, there's, you know, whatever DARPA off the grid money or whatever it is. I'm sure it's enormous. But what are they developing in private? Like there has to be stuff that's there. There has to. Oh yeah, yeah. There has to be stuff that they're holding back from us. I mean, they have to. There's, there's too much money, and there's too many 
smart, brilliant people that, you know, are out there that you don't even know about that are designing advances in, you know, drones or robots. Like, yeah. all those companies that are creating, you know, robot dogs that can run 30 miles an hour. Those things are fucking terrifying. Terrifying, at a fundamental level. There's so yeah. many of them, and they're yeah. getting bought up by Google and yeah. all sorts of different companies. So there's a lot of brilliant minds out there, and there's a ton of resources backing the development of it. So that technology is either going to turn into Skynet or it's going to either advance, it'll continue to be a tool for humans to use and evolve, but, I mean, eat mushrooms a couple times and and tell me there's a difference between technology and life and the interconnectedness of energy and and love and your, your space that you're in. Tell me there's a difference. I mean, build a computer and tell me the philosophy behind it isn't... You know, that's a mechanical incarnation of a human being. It has a brain, it has a processor, it has memory. Yeah. It clearly is a manifestation of somebody's imagination at some point of turning their physical human body into a machine that can roughly calculate the same things, which we're still so far behind, which is another thing that's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. But it's just an extension of us, and it's just as natural and organic as anything else because life goes in one direction. It's like, or if there's multiple universes, there's an infinite fractal amount of directions we're going. But there's definitely a drive for human beings to get more complex, for better or worse. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely there. I mean, it's, I mean, there's something driving us in a certain direction, whether we're decaying the earth until we get to the point where we have to fix it, or I don't know, we'll hit a breaking point either way. Like Reagan said in the 80s, made the speech about if, what if aliens came down oh, and yeah, everybody yeah. would be united. <laughs> yeah. That fucking guy. That was a weird fucking speech. Though. Right? Yeah, that was... From the guy yeah. who was like super anti-drug was just coming in hot yeah. with the, the alien conspiracy. It's amazing. Yeah, that was a strange one. Uh, the the conspiracy circles uh, really latched on to that thing. That and uh, when, when uh, Papa George Bush... Did the New World Order speech? Yeah, where it just the, that was the heralding and the, of the and age. The, and the the Kennedy Secret Society speech is right in there. Those are the three. Oh that, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the three that yeah. people are going to go back to forever, and because there's probably something there. Yeah, think about the awful shit that you see when you're president. That's why their hair goes gray. I mean, Obama's a young man; he's not even fifty years old. Yeah, I mean, maybe, the, um, maybe he's close, but. Like, he aged, every president ages, like, 30 years and 10. That's why I love the, uh, there's that Bill Hicks chunk where he talks about, like, when you become president, the first thing they do is take you into, like, the secret basement of the White House, and they show you footage of the Kennedy assassination from an angle you've never seen before, and then they turn to you and go, get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, all right, online, have fun. Yeah. Online. yeah, enjoy yourself. Go, you go think dance, that monkey. there would be one renegade that just gets all the way up there to, maybe that was Kennedy. The guy who just didn't give a fuck and was about to just pull the, the cover off the whole thing. Well, that's, I guess, I mean, that's supposed to be the thing behind it. Is There's that so he, many conspiracies. I love it. Yeah, but like apparently, like, well, not apparently, but one of the things behind it is that, you know, he got he got in there using corrupt money. And corrupt money yeah. was corrupt by a different form than the normal corrupt money. So he yeah. got his dad's bootlegging money to get him off it. So he didn't have as many strings being pulled on him. So he got to do some, he got to say some shit. And they went. Yeah, that's yeah. You that's can't just, do that. That's not good. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you just you just. You that's just, where the ultimate protection of being an American is, and that's why we're number one. Is because we have the most to lose, and we have the most protection of keeping it. And that's why when shit hits the fan, we'll set the tone 
for as long as we can. And yeah, I mean, I'll give it some military and you know, um, Rome-like aspects. I just mean like all the good aspects of humanity. And, and, we've we've to, slipped. I mean, you know? it, yeah, dude, I totally believe. I totally agree. I totally agree. But I also um, am so grateful for being here and for having American blood and having an American birth certificate and just the fact that 7 billion people or 8 billion people, they all had to roll the dice of where they're going to be born and where they come out. And I, if I had to go back and reshake the dice and maybe try to get a better situation, (laughs) there's no way I would never risk it. Like I feel so blessed for what I have. I know I dig. Uh, I do dig the, the opportunities that were allowed because of the generation we're from and having that that passport. But I think I'd probably go Canada because everybody likes Canada. They got healthcare. The, the money's about the same. Like so this it's, is yeah. what's going to happen is we're going to have we had weed earlier. We have corruption and misinformation, and we've had a procedural breakdown of our government that is making things really efficient uh, inefficient. For our, just our social growth. And that, this is a, this is a brief moment in time. And what's going to happen, hopefully, is, uh, you see when they try to overstep with some of their, you know, and not NDA, and there's been no pushback to that, but some things like the MPA and, and internet things, when they step, when they cross the line, people get mad and they'll stand up for it. The problem now is that they just keep going back to it. And they just change a couple extra things and they buy off some, you know, politicians and then they get it pushed through. But the, it's going to be a fight for that liberty. But the more they try uh, to I disagree, I mean, because the they, more they try to push and the more they try to take away and the more the more average people that lose their jobs because they send uh, a dick pic or because they talk about weed on, on their phone and they lose their job, the more that it impacts people and their liberty, it will it'll become but worth already, fighting but for. It's but it's already right impacted now, us like a lot. Like my life isn't like think about just airports. Think like travel. We have police with full military regalia walking the streets of Portland. I mean, absolutely. we there is unchecked powers that have been allowed and yeah, we got mad for about a week. We occupied Wall Street and then everybody forgot yeah. and nothing happened. Like because, yeah, they went, yeah, because people can go to go to bed and wake up and still live their life and when their power gets shut off because there's a huge, you know, there's an occupation and there's, you know, a fight going on over the city and the power, you know, in terms of like a gunfight yeah. and control over who owns those resources becomes a little bit more urgent. And we're nowhere near a breakdown of society that people are going to say, OK, I want to I want to really fight for this. Uh, no, I'm just saying we're hemorrhaging liberties on our way there. Like and we, we and it's be, it's it's by design. I mean, yeah. what the fuck does the word net neutrality mean? The phrase net neutrality like whoever coined that for our team the team that's free information and you know universal um you know the quest for universal truth through peer revision and you know collective consciousness of sharing information freely and letting everybody make their own decision of what's true and what's bullshit without a filter getting closer and closer to that so that we have we know what's going on with our government and getting that you know, that stuff out. And right now we're filtering through it. You know, we're getting rid of the politicians that are sending dick pics. You know, we're catching more and more of that stuff. So it's going to start to weed some of that out, hopefully. We need major reform in terms of how much money is in politics. And until that happens, it's there's no argument because it's not going to change until that happens. But they have to find a way to get the, the corruption and the money out 
of the political process, which has been going back hundreds of years, but we need to be smarter than, yeah. we need to be smarter than Rome. We need to be smarter than, you know, England. We need to look ahead. We need to care. We need to worry about our currency now. We need yeah. to worry now, about the fundamentals of our economy now. If I can solve this in one fell swoop, and I'm not even, being, I'm not even kidding. If, if they can trust us to file our taxes on the internet, we should be able to vote on the internet. 100%. And when, and when the internet starts voting, then the, even the corrupt politician will go, oh shit, I can get their votes if I go this way. I don't think they know the same as the gay marriage thing, the same as marijuana. It's that we were always there. It's just the, the loudness of the voice had to reach a thing. There's a reason, yeah. there's a reason why they will not allow that. That will yeah. be a fight that we're gonna need. It's just that's just another fight. Yeah. In the, in the I think that's the, the progression. important one at this point. You know, one hundred percent. I mean, it, it's the, I'm with you completely. That the internet and giving everybody an equal voice that's verifiable. There is, if you can bank online, if you can pay your taxes online. I I feel like there has to be a way. I trust the technology. No, I trust. The, I trust there, the, I yeah. trust the secure yeah. technology. That make it open source yeah. where you can have, fi- you can have 50 different firms validate the integrity of the results. Yeah. You know, through technology. It, it would be so much easier than the human error and the corruption that's there. Well, no, they said like the, um, it's I, the I, end of the two party system, SS, which is why they won't. It? SSH, SSL, what's the encryption thing on the internet? Either way. Oh, secure lock, the. Yeah, SS, whatever. But like they said that that's, I forget what the number was, but it was something along the lines of six times more secure than digital voting machines. Like that you walk yeah, to a absolutely. booth. That it's literally more so, like the math is already there. They already did the numbers. It's provable. I think but, it's yeah. yeah it, it and it's one hundred percent logical. And if you put every um, issue separate, you know, you know, broken out so that people can, you know, even if it they did it in a way, because what would happen if it if it switched to that is there would be, I've always envisioned like a compiler of information where you there's say there's a topic that's coming up on a vote. So you should be able to click on that topic and then have all the resources available in terms of prominent people, pro and against, why, if they have any evidence, and or an argument if there is an argument to be made, an economical argument, and present all of the arguments in a Reddit tile, like thumbs up, thumbs down, um, sortable way yeah. for a community to peer review the content and vote off of what are really the true breakdowns of whatever issue it may be, and let there be a conversation that is moderated by not anonymous people. And if people want to be involved and be active and present arguments on a topic pro or con, they should be. There should be a place that should be integrated into the process. Because right now it's like you ask somebody who are you going to vote for in the election. It's like a taboo question. Yeah. I don't think it should be taboo. I think it should be something that you should feel confident about the person that you're electing enough that you can defend your decision to vote for them. Yeah, and, and not so, be and not be ashamed of it. It's that because, we're so divisive that you don't want to because it's it, like if you admit to that, like whichever way, if you admit to who you're voting for, it's almost like saying yes, let's get in a fight now. Yeah, which I mean, it's stupid, but it's just the way that it is. But like, there's, there's just some logic that left, goes left, in left, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, there's some logic that goes into decision making that people like. It just astonishes me. Like I don't, I don't do cocaine because I have evaluated the cost and the consequence and the impact of using cocaine and I made a decision to not use it. My decision to not use it is 0% about it being legal or illegal. 
I try to be rational about the decisions that I make outside of the influence of what somebody else might think, but that doesn't mean that I don't value their perspective and their opinion and am open to listening to arguments pro or con and being flexible in terms of saying, yeah, I agree with your point. Like, I see where you're coming from. That open line of communication is not there at all. And without that, that's something that we need to have a collective consciousness, you know, a change about. And that's one of the things that it's kind of been cool about podcasts is that I've, in the last five years, I've gotten to listen to hundreds of hours of different people talk all sorts of different crazy shit and people that you list that you, you think, oh man, this person's crazy or this person's brilliant. But the more voices that you hear, you have an option and a variety to, you know, discern what voice is, is yours in the open long form conversation that helps the growth of ideas and the growth of ideas removes the fear of differences and that pushes the collective conscious to keep fighting for net neutrality, what it means, you know, or free information or, you know, just that path. But then there's a lot of people that make their living or they don't want change or they're fighting for the system as it is. So it's like the matrix where you have agents that are so reliant on the system, they're going to fight to defend it. Yeah. Where then you have other people that are fighting to unravel it. And that's, just one of the equations of life is that it balances out that there's some people that are going to be open-minded. There's going to be some people that are rigid and there's going to be always a, a bar of preferences that people aren't going to agree on anything ever. And it's not right or wrong. People believe certain things. And I think like, I don't know if free speech is a weird thing because people, the PC police will get after you. But at the same time, it's like there's no respect for what people say in their own home. And even if it's offensive to people. Um, yeah. I think that people got really confused with the whole free speech thing where you're not protecting speech you agree with because that would be a stupid law because yeah. no one would ever go against it. The point of free speech is that you're protecting people saying horrific shit that you don't agree with. That's the point. Yeah. That's why free speech was enabled. It's it's disgusting the way it works right now. Like, so I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard, but Anthony from Opie and Anthony. Oh, my God. So he gets literally accosted in the street by a woman punched in the face now he's a he's a registered gun carrier he's mm -hmm. allowed to have hidden weapons on him. which is really rare in new york City yeah he did the new work he got vetted a hundred times over to get yeah. this done he doesn't pull his weapon he doesn't punch the girl back on twitter he uses some language that yeah if you outside of knowing him from the show and the language that he uses you know probably sound a little racist a little a little offensive probably very racist yeah. however would just to continue wait so people at home know so uh sirius xm where he works fires him for something he said on Twitter in response to someone that literally attacked him in the street. What the fuck is that? Like, I'm, I'm pretty, like, I kind of hate the fuck out of racists. Like, I, I wanted, I, like, I would like them to be, like, just somehow hurt in a way. Like, not in, like, a punchy, but, like, maybe you just get, like, a really bad leg ache every time you think the N-word. But what the f you can't fire someone for something on Twitter when you're, he's on an, a show Here, that is uncensored. Here's it's what it is. It's not even about that. Here's what it is. The internet is an outrage machine. And they sell headlines. Yeah. So the more extreme the headline can be, it'll drive clicks. So everybody from the Huffington Post to Vice to CNN.com, the reason why they want to be first, the reason why they want to be inflammatory, why they don't care if they're wrong is because their ad revenue doesn't change. As long as they're driving clicks. Yeah. TMZ makes a shitload of money because they, you know, they have the headlines that people want to see. And sometimes, you know, you know, a lot of people love those lists. Like, 
28 reasons that you know you're from Australia or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. those are from. But that's the goal is to create a polarizing head, headline that creates a click. And then you let people argue in the comments over some superficial difference over X, Y, Z. And the reason why Op or Anthony got in so much trouble is because he's a white guy that called a black woman a cunt on Twitter. Yeah. So not agreeing or disagreeing or whatever that happened. That's just what happened. He used a word that's inflammatory to a lot of people. Well, actually, I think, he, I think the word, the problem was he called her a savage. Which uh, is the one that people went nuts over because she's black. Yeah. So, which I've I've heard him on the show many times use that term towards white people. That is yeah. not he is he happens to be racist. He is racist. But, I've heard him, but but it's in like, in that in that instance, he uses the the savage term towards white people constantly. That is not one of his racist and terms. and and within him being racist, there are some of the most profound, in depth intellectual conversations of race relations that have I've ever listened to in my life. Yeah, he's a Opie. really smart racist. Like Open, he's, Op he's, yeah. Listen to Opie, Opie and Anthony and Jim Norton and Patrice O'Neill exactly. talk about yeah. talk about race, talk about, you know, what it really comes down to. And yeah, they say words that are inflamed. There's an honesty that comes with that, that comes in the conversation. And sometimes they say it, you know, to get a rise. And obviously he was just pissed. And maybe he was, you know, even if he was having a racist, you know, rant or whatever. Let the free market decide if they want to listen to him or not. That's never the argument. The argument is he presented a scenario that a high percentage of people know is wrong. You can't talk about women like that, especially if you're a white guy talking about a black chick. There's rules that go in our society that there's some things that you you know you're not allowed to say and if if it's really clear like that that it's clearly offensive to a lot of people the outrage machine loves it because people don't care either way they don't care what he said about this woman they want to be outraged yeah. <laughs> they want to be upset they want his job they want to have their they want to be able to be mad and cost him his job or ex exercise some type of power over the decision by being outraged. They're not really mad about what he said to, to her. They, they, it's not how it works. But it's so transparent to me that it's like everything that goes on is just like, let's get really outraged one way or the other. And then when it's really clear, people love to pile on like the shit with Donald Sterling. Yeah. Dude. But I just, I get that. But my, my cognitive dissonance is where, this is a large company, and large companies employ people that are smart to deal with their PR. Yeah. Everybody knows that's what's happening. Every no one actually thinks someone's upset. No one's actually upset. People are people yeah. want people want to scream. There's seven people that are actually mad. Who is this like conservative voice that we're protecting? I don't with know. Editing <laughs> editing TV constantly. I don't get it. Like I'm watching Comedy Central at like 11:30 at night, and the the comedy special isn't uncensored. And it's like this is an insult to me as an adult that there's another adult that is putting you know what uh stand-up comics do to build jokes and how many times they go over a bit to get the wording just right and the timing just right they don't say those words willy-nilly everything that they do is engineered from their mind it's their art it's their craft and them delivering it to you can provide insight into different types of you know, scenarios that, you know, maybe you didn't, you can't argue to me that comedians like Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle 
and Richard Pryor broke down lines between races and helped the black and white community relate with each other. You can't argue that, you know, that the way that they can argue points and craft jokes to make fun of certain things, it helps the growth of acceptance. And when people, they're going to edit these words that are crafted by people that all they do is talk into a mic for a living, it's insulting that their craft is edited for some conservative voice that I don't even think exists. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants their 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 comedy. If you're watching a movie and they switch out bullshit with bull squat, and it's like they put that word there for effect. And if you can't handle it, you shouldn't be watching it. Make an make an advised decision. And what is PG thirteen? Sorry to rant. Who the fuck cares what a thirteen year old is qualified to see? Okay. There's movies for kids and there's movies for adults. The fact that Planet of the Apes is PG thirteen so that you can go to it without guidance when you're thirteen, who cares about a thirteen year old in the scheme of art? In the theme uh, you know, uh, to make a movie that is as best as you can. Shouldn't you be making it as best as you possibly can, as as realistic as possible? But no, where it's all about broadcasting yeah. and, and and making this like narrow meeting this narrow conservative voice that always gets first dibs to edit for the voice that doesn't want it edited. So I always advocate or advocate for the 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 voice that's uncensored. Whether you agree with what I'm saying, whether you agree with my beliefs or whatever, I fight for the attempt. Whether you if you fail on your attempt, that's on you. You're responsible for the content and the words that you put out, but at the end of the day, it's insulting to people on a net you know, net basis, like all in all people lose by censorship. Yeah. And that's like so evident that why do we have all of this censorship all over the place? And it inhibits, it, it goes right back to why people don't want to talk about religion or, or politics or anything because it just, it, it's built on those fundamentals, those principles. So it's like, I always just fight for the open conversation. Like I don't care what anybody says. I'll never get mad at anybody. As long as they're being honest, they can say some terrible shit, but if it's what they believe, then I'll like, I'll be interested and be like, why do you, why do you think that way? Yeah. I'm not going to be mad about what they think, but it's like, well, that's kind of the point of the whole free speech thing. It goes back to the Voltaire quote. It's, you know, I may not like what you say, but I will defend with my life your right to say it. Mm -hmm. No, it's, we're not defending pleasant speech. That's pointless. Why would you defend, defend something pleasant? You know, it doesn't need defending. Everybody like, oh, look, it's pleasant. You defend the horrible things. And even, I don't care if you don't find them horrible, but that's the point of it. Yeah. And, you know, you should be able to, like, Anthony should be able to call that woman, like, the most racist things ever. Like, he should be dropping N-bombs and saying the most horrible things because then the audience goes, ugh, I don't want to listen to this man. Or they go, yes, preach on, brother. Or, and then you know what you're dealing with and then we have an honest discussion. And I know I wouldn't listen to that show if he did that. Like, I I know he's racist, but he's racist in a way that he's civil about it like he's 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 internalized it but his yeah. externalizations are at least pleasant and how many yeah. people make decisions based off of gathering all the information i mean they hear the headline yeah. and they instantly make a snap decision on everything that's what people like to do that's why people scroll through twitter is they just see all these different ideas and they want to agree or disagree either way yeah and that's all it is is the shouting match is the easier or more decisive the line it doesn't matter where you fall on it there's going to be an argument about it. And that's why like YouTube comments, it's like as bad as they are. There's some type of like earnest, 
value in just like how shitty it is. Yeah, seeing the depth of it. Yeah, uh, because that's that's reality. Yeah, is the reality is people are they don't give a, they're gonna talk shit yeah. and they're gonna curse and they're gonna post nasty shit on your video. I mean, look at a like a a popular video like a a Vice segment that comes out that gets a hundred thousand views in a week or whatever. And read the comments. It's insane. Like just looking at all the different belief systems and just the yeah. trolls and you know for better or worse i think it's better to have it than to not have it yeah so, no because you can see what you're dealing with you know? and then you yeah. let the community censor it based off of you know i don't want to see this you know yeah. i don't agree with this let me thumbs down or this is a great point i'm a thumbs up yeah look at buy some stuff online and use the ratings if it's five stars and it's been sold 500 times you know it's good because the collective consciousness of the internet is yeah. going to be fair. If it's three stars, it's going to tell you it's shitty. So that's forced all sorts of consumer products to become much higher quality in the last 10 years because they used to sell shitty stuff in shopcos and on TV and there was no selection, but now everything has a review on it. Yeah. So you can't push out crappy stuff anymore because everything gets reviewed to death. Yeah, so if everybody just, you know, is honest, if you're honest about being shitty or if you're honest about being a good person, everybody does it and shows up that way. It works out really well because you can point out. The, the less know, censored it is. I mean, yeah. in reality, the more brutal it is, the more you, you learn from it and the more you really understand. Like if there's real outrage and somebody needs to get some shit off their chest, like write it uncensored and, you know, maybe sleep on it or revise it. But as long as you're comfortable with the message, I'm not going to yeah. be offended by the words that are in it. It just won't. But it's so crazy because most people just want to get so mad about stuff all the time that makes watching the news kind of hopeless or yeah. watching, like, even trying to have any conversation about trying to change things. It's, like, always all theoretical because I still come back to the end of the day that, like, even if there was a perfect solution laid out and we could just take it, we just have to change the way that we lived, just change the way we make decisions, I still don't think that we would do it. If I just... People resist that change so much and they're so afraid of things changing or their, you know, their security changing. I don't know what it comes down to, but I don't have a whole lot of faith that people will make the choice to be more conscious or to change things. So then it's like, why do you even care in the first place? Yeah. So, well, because people, just, you know, it just goes back to liking being angry. You know, it's not actually taking a yeah, stance. It's just. But I feel super yeah. passionate about a lot of stuff, and then I realize I have no control over the Federal Reserve's monetary policy. Yeah. Like, I can be as mad as I want about that, and I can, you know, make noise on the internet and you know whatever. At the end of the day, I have no voice, and they don't care about my voice, and um. It's just like, it feels hopeless at times. So I think that's another reason why I feel like a lot of people are kind of like giving up because it feels hopeless. But at the other time, yeah. there's a lot of people that are being really loud. So I don't know. I think you, people just need to speak their mind and they need to stop giving a shit about what other people think about them and hold yourself to a higher bar or higher standard and, you know, be okay with, that's why I'm honest. Like I'm not ashamed about consuming marijuana at all. It's helped my life immensely since i started consuming it after college i mean i have a college degree i have a great career i mean i on paper most people wouldn't even know if i did or i didn't it's been a huge tool since i've graduated from college came into my life randomly and i, I have real love for it um so coming back full circle to 
the day that it is and all that good stuff. Make your own decisions. Gather your own information. Look at a bunch of different sources. Don't listen to the same news all the time. Look at a bunch of different things. Make your own decisions about life. It's your own journey. You're responsible for your own happiness. And if you're trying to censor yourself, you're always going to be trying to make somebody else happy and you're just going to be miserable. So stop giving fucks. Go for it. Light a joint. I agree. Engage your consciousness. Yeah. Think about new things. Sovereign decision making. Yes. Drop your belief systems that you used to have. Like, Fuck it. Drop if, it. If you're raised some way, then stop believing that way. You can be yeah. racist and you can wake up tomorrow and choose to love everybody unconditionally. You can it's a choice. You can be raised hardcore fundamentalist Islam. You can come back. Take it. Drop it. See what the real world's like. Come yeah. back if you want to. You don't have to make decisions for the rest of yeah, your life. And but make, we've been yapping for too long. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get out of here. But I want to tell everybody to find at Nate Brantley on Twitter. Yeah, talk some shit. I know I said some probably some, you know, my political career is over. Console me. I, you know, I was going to run for Congress at some point, but I think that they'll deep Google me now and they'll hear a couple of our conversations and I think that's gone. Yeah. So we'll chastise you. Uh, let's censor Nate on the internet. <laughs> and uh, I've been at the Alex cast. That has been at Nate Brantley. And this has been the Alex cast number 169. Let us remember this. Good. Cheers. Cheers. Yes, good. All Namaste. Right. Namaste.